Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor. G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor, was developed by Kid and published by Capcom in North America in March of 1992, and I did not see any evidence of a release outside of the U.S. Oh, wow. Special just for us, huh? Well, you know, like we've pointed out, they didn't have G.I. Joe in Europe. Right, right. I'm not sure how popular the franchise was in Japan, if at all. Right, right. Well, maybe it's, you know, it's like Punch-Out, where it's mainly for the U.S. market, you know? Right. And um, this company, Kid, or Kindle Imagine Develop mm-hmm. was a Japanese company, and they mainly did their work as a contract developer. Right, right. Uh, they ported a lot of games as well. They did the previous G.I. Joe game mm-hmm. and uh, Low G Man. Yeah, yeah. And some later Kickmaster is pretty cool for a, a very late NES game. Mm-hmm. And then um, they mainly became known to de- as a developer of uh, Bishoji games or girl games. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, if you don't know, are kind of like dating sims. Yeah, I, I I remember talking a bit about it in our previous ep for the first G.I. Joe. I've never played any of them, though. Not judging, not judging. And this is based on the G.I. Joe property of the 1980s action figures, G.I. Joe, the real American hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it started as a, as a large Barbie-sized doll. Right, right. And this was their reimagining as a... Three and a half inch. An action figure. Star Wars size figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the emphasis was that you could make, you know, vehicles and playsets easier for these smaller figures. Yeah, and uh, they were awesome. And then it also had a cartoon tie-in where a lot of uh, most kids got their G.I. Joe fix outside of the toys. Sure, yeah. A pillar of my youth. And the characters in this version are based off of the latter era of said cartoon. Yes. And, and yes. figures, the 90s, late 80s, early 90s style. Yeah, yeah. I, I checked some of them out. So it's uh, it's interesting, too, because from a, a little bit of research I did for this, just looking where I was like, I don't recognize some of these character names for bosses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was looking and it's like, this game is all, like, if you look at the list of all the characters in this game, they're all from the 1992 G.I. Joe release. Oh, the, of action figures? Yeah. That's why none of them look like, the you know, like Duke or, you know, spoilers. Any of these people all have new designs. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them, uh, at least in my book, not cool. I, there's two I like. We'll get to it. Like Snake uh, Storm Shadow looks stupid. Like if you see his full body, like on the box art or whatever, it's, I mean, and it's faithful to the toy, so I don't blame Kid, but not cool, man. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to agree. Not cool at all, Nick. Well, Nick, what kind of game is G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Yeah, shooting elements. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, lots of gunning, running and gunning, I guess. Not as much running as I would like. No, no, not quite. In this game, you do have a jump. Uh, You do. Variable amongst your uh, different Joes. Yeah, and like you said, uh, you can move around in this jump. It's kind of Mario style, but each Joe has a different jump height. And we'll get into all the differences there when we go through all of your your playable characters. But your secondary action is, of course, shooting. Yeah, yeah. 
That's how you explore your world. Through bullets. <laughs> and uh, this game features a, a lot of different guns. Yes, it's uh, different than the first one in that instead of each character having their own designated firearm, you now have five that you each character can you can select with any character. Correct. Um, you want to go over those real quick? Sure. Now, every character has a punch of sorts. A hand-to-hand attack. And you start with a machine gun. Yeah. And then as you progress through the levels, you find new types of guns to add to your inventory for every Joe. Yeah, and you can cycle through them by pressing select. Mm -hmm. And then when you are in the levels, you will get POW or power-ups. Yeah. And those will increase the abilities of each weapon. Yeah, every four POWs will increase the level of your weapon by one, uh, up to a maximum of four, similar to the uh, previous G.I. Joe. And... You can power up your naked punch. Yeah, and it's uh, it's important. It's very important because each of these weapons usually has um, something slightly different happen at the different levels. Yeah. Um, and the punch is the one that has the most varied uh, changes through its power-ups. Definitely, yeah. At level one, you just do punches. I mean, I just punched the table doing some <laughs> hand motions. Here. You are a violent man. I'm so into this game. <laughs> um, and handy, but not as good as level two. Because at the very end, you do an uppercut. Yeah, you get a little combo. It looks pretty cool. It usually does. Now, level three is where it's at, though. Yes. And that is the jump kick. Yeah, now instead of doing a jumping punch, you have a jump kick that actually propels you a little forward. You can move a little faster than on ground. And it's usually a further jump than your character can make. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's such a big mobility boost. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and a lot of the levels, the way they're designed, it's like it's either going to be an ammo sink or you need this to, to be able to jump up and make vertical progress. Yeah. I mean, I found myself using it a lot also just because it's an easier to control jump than your standard one for a lot of gaps. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know exactly where I'm going to land when I do this. For sure, yeah. And you also get your little, like, front kick. At level three, where I think you have to press forward, but you, guide, you know you get a little big boot. Mm-hmm. That's a good boot. Yeah, and it's it's stronger than a normal um, hand-to-hand attack, so that's pretty cool. And then the fourth level is fairly useful for the levels, but super useful during the boss fights. And that is your down attack. Yeah, you get, I mean, depending on what character, it's like a knee drop or a kind of stomp attack or, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, I mean, if you're if you're moving downward, it's... It's so useful. Like, there's so many relatively blind jumps and stuff in certain levels that, you know, there's almost always an enemy down there. So, you know, once you get this, you can really explore a little more easier. Yeah, and I just for the bosses, it really helps being able to hit them on the way over if you're trying to do a jump over them or things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, as an adjunct to your punch attacks, two of the characters in this game have swords. That's right. Two sword-wielding ninjas. And the swords have their own progression outside of, you know, different than the punch. Mm-hmm. And level one, you just have some sword swings. Yeah, standard slash. Uh, level two, though, you shoot like a fireball out of your sword. Yeah, it's like a weird little sword beam wave. It's great. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It doesn't it doesn't go full screen, but it's way better range than a hand-to-hand attack. Yeah, and it's free. That's the key is uh, we haven't gotten to it, but, you know, these the guns all take ammunition. That's right. But the punches and sword attacks and kicks, they cost zero ammunition. Which is nice, yeah. Now, the third level of sword is a cool slide attack. 
Yes, you can slide. You are invincible while sliding, so it's useful in that fashion as well. Well, you double tap a direction to slide, mm-hmm. and then you have to hit your button to swing the sword. Yeah, so you, and you can slash away while you're doing it. And it's a very strong attack. There are some bosses that will die in two or three of these hits. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But getting to the point of being able to do that on them is its own. <laughs> you know, it's a little harder. It is, it is. And then finally we have a level four, and that is your downward sword thrust, just like the the punching one. Yeah, um, and just as useful. So good stuff. Power up. Now, the gun you start with is the machine gun. Yes. Every character has it. And basically it is, you know, a gun that shoots a bullet. Mm -hmm. But as you power it up, the spread on that gun gets wider. Yeah, it increases. Is it just an extra bullet every level? And it increases kind of in an upward fashion. Yeah, um, you just get... uh, what would be like a 15 degree, then a 30, then a 45. Yeah, you get some extra. It's very similar to the way the gun's powered up in uh, the first G.I. Joe. But it game. is also just very useful. There's, you know, early on, you encounter a lot of enemies that will fly yeah, into the yeah. screen. And if you have this gun, you don't have to jump and attack them. You don't have to be in danger. It's true. And you can hit enemies from higher platforms as well. And, um, you know, even as you level it up, you know, when you, if, even if you're shooting four bullets, it still only takes one bullet out of your ammo stock. So um, it is by far the cheapest weapon. The next weapon you may find in the game is the laser gun or laser rifle. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a laser gun, so you know it's super strong. Yes, but each level doesn't seem to have a change in physical appearance. Right. Uh, it's all in the amount of damage it does. And then what is it when you get to the fourth? Is that you do get a double laser eventually. Yes, but um, it's it's just a really strong gun. That's you know that's what lasers are for, right? Yeah, it uses a was it two or three bullets per shot? It is three, three. So it's but expensive. It is the only way to get through certain bosses. Oh yeah, it's it's the Cadillac of guns, man. <laughs> it is. Now you might you you may have thought the next weapon was the Cadillac of guns, and that is the rocket launcher. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, shoots a, a rocket out, which explodes. It has a pretty uh, decent explosion radius. I didn't use it a whole... I'm not sure how strong it is versus the laser gun. Uh, I think it's maybe stronger, but you shoot fewer at a time. Yeah, it's not as rapid fire as any of the other weapons. Mm-hmm. It takes four bullets per shot, but it, you know it fires out. When it hits, it does make like a shockwave. Yeah. And when you have it maxed out, you, uh, you shoot multiple rockets at once. Pretty sweet. Oh, I did forget to mention the weapon I never used, and that is the pulse rifle. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I don't know if it's just because I didn't f- typically find it till after I already had the laser rifle, but it's, it's uh, it only takes two shots. It makes a little wave kind of that, it, you know, gets bigger, mm-hmm. but the higher level, the wider the wave is. It just, uh, it's slightly useful, I guess, for hitting guys at different levels, but if you have the machine gun leveled up, that's going to yeah. do it for most of the time anyways yeah it's i don't know it just it's price point and ammo doesn't seem to work out you know Mm -hmm. that's why i totally forgot about it (laughs) we were just talking but that's it for your main weapons or guns your armory and like we said this game uh does use ammo but luckily ammo is one of the main items you're gonna find as you make your way through the game yeah it's definitely the most common when it spawns it looks like a little round like a shell or whatever a a single bullet with casing Mm -hmm. and then also like and we already mentioned the pal which increases your gun or your fist or sword whichever one is selected and it has to be selected yeah it's whatever one you have out at the time Mm -hmm. now one thing we haven't mentioned is that these all these items all spawn from defeated enemies 
Yes, or I mean, usually, there are, yeah, there are some hidden in blocks and things, but and there are also a very few hidden behind pillars or things yeah. like that. Foreground elements. But the thing we really need to talk about real quickly is the fact that they don't fall out of an enemy and then land on the ground. No, this is a this is a kid mainstay across almost all of their games we've mentioned. It's kind of frustrating too. The item shoots out of the enemy at a like a forty five degree angle. And then starts bouncing away from you. Yeah, they will hop away. So you kind of have to chase them down. It, it can be frustrating at points, to say the least. Very much so, because this game respawns enemies. Yeah. And the nice thing is if you do not get the power-up, mm-hmm. you can kill the enemy again and the power-up will be there again. Yeah, it will respawn with the enemy until collected. So they at least uh, knew. They at least acknowledged that. <laughs> they did. Um, now, in addition to your POW icon and the... Bullets. And each bullet, we should say, adds 10 ammo. 10 ammo, yes. And I haven't seen an upper limit. I know you can hold over a 1,000 rounds if you can get up there. So Yeah. Uh, then you also have your health item, which is a K ration. Yep. Again, yep. still looks like that bar of soap. K yeah. soap. It return. What, to give you two uh, blocks on your life bar back? Yes. I don't think there's a flashing one anymore, though. No. There used to be one that filled you all the way up. I missed that. Agreed, because... Uh, and the only way to get a full heal is to get the life up thing, which is like a chevron. Yeah, or returning from uh, the first one. And that will raise your entire life bar, a few more bars, mm-hmm. but also fill the entire thing as well. Yeah, which is nice. And it's a huge point that you have to do this for almost all your characters. Yeah, because not all of them start with a decent amount of life, so it involves a little bit of planning. Indeed. Now, there are a couple more other interesting items that you'll find out and about. One of them is the mine shield. Yeah, or the battle orb. Mm -hmm. And you can carry four of these. Uh, When you find them, you... Now, this is the part that is not as fun. (laughs) And that is selecting these items. Yeah, because you activate them by pressing select and down. Which is not easy to do during the hectic fighting of this game. Yeah, yeah. I did not use this. I, I, I specifically meant to go back to just see how it really worked and try, but I... It's very slow and not that great. There yeah. are a few instances which I guess it is useful. Um, I did see a friend of the show, Bill, uh, pull him out of his pocket every once in a while. Yeah. In some particularly hairy areas towards the end of the game. But for the most part, yeah, I never used them either. Uh, well, there is the, uh, the B bonus points item that gives oh, yeah. you a thousand points. Which actually is important. Is it really? Well, I think so, because they never tell you what your points are, but uh, working theory between Bill and I is that that's what's, your points are what gives you that level bonus sometimes after a stage. Oh, okay. Because on certain stages, you will get a level up, and you can take any one of your guns. Yeah, yeah. And just put them at the next level. Yeah, I, I just assumed that was like set after certain levels, but I didn't like re-go through to... I, I didn't experiment okay, with that. Let me rephrase that. It's really Bill's working theory because he's played <laughs> this game a zillion times. Sure, sure. But it seemed right to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. I just assumed it was a useless score, but I, I hope it's not. I hope it's not. Now, at the end of some levels, you will find uh, radios. Yeah, these are typically on the routes mm-hmm. that you will take in between areas. And when you get those radios, they are attuned to different characters or you know helper people. Yeah, if you there are three helper characters that assist you, you know, through using radio once you unlock them by going through certain levels. Yes. And then selecting the radio is its own 
uh, interesting situation. <laughs> well, yeah, you. It, it also is mapped to select and down, so you have to press select and up to toggle between it and the battle orb. Yes, uh, all these things should have been done in a in a in a start menu. Yeah, I you know just make you be able to select your you know or. Hey, just don't use the battle orb <laughs> yeah. in the game. I don't even really care. I don't I don't want it. But when you have selected the radio and a specific character, each of them has a, a special uh blessing they they uh bestow yeah. upon you. Yeah, they appear and all they're ten to twelve feet tall of glory. They're much larger. Like most of the characters like Yeah, the- <laughs> we'll get to that. But they're also hideous, usually. They're yeah, they look weird. Uh and you know, your three characters are Big Bear, who but- I wasn't sure if it was a real character. But, oh yeah, but Bill says it is, and I figured then you would be familiar with him. No, he's he's one of the October Guard. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, and he received a figure release in 1992. Of so, course, you know. Um, and the October Guard, for those who don't know, was the like Soviet defector. Yeah, they were adjunct like, of yeah. GI Joe. <laughs> they they uh, yeah they like teamed up against Cobra one time, and in an early you know in the older episodes, and then I think they brought them back a few times. Uh, Big Bear will, when you use him, he will revive a wounded G.I. Joe. Yeah, so basically it is great because it's the only way you're going to get a character back. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, I mean, other, other than just restarting, you know, from a password or whatever. Well, he's definitely the only way to get a character back right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is fairly useful, but more useful is our next Joe helper hero, and that is Spirit. Yeah. Um, a very hideous sprite. Yeah, a weird, you know, Spirit was a, a Native American G.I. Joe. Didn't he have a, a hawk or something? Yes, he did. Okay. I, I was always on the verge of buying it. <laughs> but he was cool, but I don't remember his, like, functions or whatever, but I guess he's, like, a magic healer in this game. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, something tells me. Uh, it's the 80s, and uh, if I remember my racist stereotypes correctly, <laughs> if you have a hawk, that means you can see through its eyes. Uh-huh. Probably, you know. Learn about the battlefield, or brave stars, some style. other thing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, but here, when you use him, he will restore the life fully of whoever, whatever GI Joe you have selected, which is like a necessity. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a, it's great. That's why you know using spirit wisely kind of obviates the need for Big Bear. But right, there, it depends on which order you get him. I think I got Big Bear first, so mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, our final helper friend is Gung Ho. Yeah, uh, kind of confusingly so, because, you know, when I saw him, I was like, that's not the gung-ho I remember. That's not my gung-ho. Yeah, he's not sleeveless, right? No, and he's he doesn't have his, like, marine hat or anything. You know, here he's right. just a guy with a bandana, a bald guy in a bandana. Mm-hmm. But, but he will give you 100 rounds of ammo. Very, very nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Especially the first few times I played this game and didn't realize that the real secret is you don't actually shoot anything. Right. For at least the first half of the game. Save your ammo. Yeah, so you want to hoard it as best you can. But, yeah, he's super handy because when you are low on ammo, he will give you that needed boost, at least to get you through the boss fights. Yes, yes. Now, of course, this game is based on G.I. Joe, the real American hero version. Mm -hmm, So, of mm -hmm. course, it is going to feature characters from the series. Yes, yeah. And even though they may look a little different, I am familiar with a lot of these characters. Oh, yeah. I, I recognize all these characters. I just thought they all looked strange. and mm-hmm. But they're faithful to the current version at the time of this publication. And you start with General Hawk. Yeah, he was the, the like final character in the previous game. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting that you start with a general. That's your, your, your <laughs> playable character is a general. I love the idea that General Hawk just gets in the trenches, man. He is frontline raiding Cobra Island, or Atlantis as the case may be. And um, 
He does not have a jetpack this time. Big disappointment. He does have cool sunglasses. That's true. And he doesn't really have any special abilities. He's just your your standard starting guy. Yeah, he has a medium jump. He does begin with the most life. He starts with seven bars. Yeah. So that's nice. And uh, he, yeah, like you said, he does have the most normal jump, the most average area, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess since you start with him, that's your standard. Yeah, yeah. And then the Joe you'll find next is Wetsuit. Uh, yeah, he's the aquatic underwater operative. My son was really disappointed in his name. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know, he just felt like the other guys got cool names, and he just got, like, the name of his outfit. It's true, but... I mean, Shipwreck doesn't get called Bell Bottoms. <laughs> hey, maybe he should. That'd be pretty cool. But Wetsuit is the second guy you're going to find, and he has a pretty unique special ability. Yeah, he can swim in certain levels that have underwater. Wait, you didn't use air quotes around the word swim. <laughs> well... You can access the water areas. Yeah, because that way. when you go underwater, you're not swimming Mario style. You just fall to the bottom, and then it's the same exact platforming as up top. Yes. I mean... Just underwater. Assuming your wetsuit. If you're anyone else, you are going to be taking damage. Um, you have like half a second to not take damage. Yeah, so you can swap in and out to collect uh, power-ups and such. Which is really the only thing you do with that power. Yeah, yeah. there's like... Areas with water that you jump into, they have a few enemies, but mainly lots of treasure chests. Yeah, that you, um, so, you know, he's useful in that way because, and not every level has a water section, but more of them than you might expect, especially at first. Mm -hmm. And those are the perfect place to level up your character's different stats. Mm -hmm. Now, he only starts with four bars of health. That's true. Um, And he cannot jump as high as the general. No, yeah, the uh, manual has him as a low jump, Mm -hmm. so... And you find him after completing Route 1. Yeah, which is the first route, so you get him right away. Right. Uh, and for a lot of people, the next the next character they're going to get is in Area B, and that is a man I thought was an enemy of the Joes, mm-hmm. and that's Storm Shadow. Yeah, he uh, Storm Shadow is a ninja, formerly of the Cobra mm-hmm. team. Uh, and he is a sword character. Uh, yeah. yeah. The start, first one you get. Yeah, he starts with three life. Which is awful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I got wetsuit, I was like, okay, he's the weak one. Yeah. No. (laughs) So you have to get health for them right away. But I think once you get health for the sword characters, it's not just like two. I think it's like four. No, it's it's definitely more than one. Like with with General Hawk, I know he starts with seven and he maxes out at 11. I think you can get four of those chevrons. Right. And they each increase it by one. But the other characters have bigger jumps. But do they all max out at 11 or at certain number or... I really I wish wanted... I was lucky enough to find out. <laughs> it's something I wanted to go experiment with, but it's uh, it's also kind of a pain in the butt to do. But mm-hmm. either way, he's got a real high jump, which is nice. And he has all those sword attacks. So uh, I used him a lot early on mm-hmm. because those sword attacks are better than your punches and kicks for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And they are free. They cost yes. zero bullets. Yes, they do. Uh, following him, you may find Roadblock. Roadblock, yeah. One of the classic G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look that much different. He, I think he was the closest yeah, in I agree. to I his agree. original form. Mm-hmm. And his special ability is the ability to crawl. Not very cool. No. For a character like Roadblock, who is like <laughs> the guy who carries the biggest gun. Yeah, he was like the heavy machine gunner, I believe, right? Yeah. And like, you give him the crawling ability? Yeah. That's just pathetic. Why does it? I, I don't know. And... There are only a few levels where it's even useful. Like, you you might think, like, yeah, there'll be some sweet shortcuts. In this. Eh, not really. Like, I wouldn't even say useful. Like, half the times where you could do it, you're under enemy fire in a way yeah. that just, <laughs> just hurts you more than any benefit you would get. Yeah, it's like, 
it wishes it could be as useful as wetsuits thing, you know? Yeah. His, his swimming. Now, Roadblock gets six bars of stamina to begin with. Pretty cool. But he also has the low jump. Mm-hmm. So I, he might be my least used character. Um, but uh, there is a debate online that he actually gets, if you level up his uh, bazooka all the way, oh, its yeah, final yeah. shot is extra strong. I see. I Maybe I used Roadblock and the missile launcher very, not that much. So yeah. I, well, I it takes up so much ammo. Yeah. And yeah. it's slow. Yep, yep. Now, um, now next up we have Snake Eyes, everybody's favorite. Classic Snake Eyes, not well, classic design. No, this is not. I remember this is what really tipped me off too. Where I was like, wait, why does he look all weird? And I don't know. It's a, it's a. This is like the third iteration of Snake Eyes. What is his visor like at this point? It's they're goggles. He wears big like they oh, look like right. red ski goggles. He looks yeah. pretty goofy. Not very ninja in my book. And Snake Eyes. Starts with a measly two bars of health. Why? That's a slap in the face, man. It Snake is. Eyes is, a, is supposed to be a hardcore ninja commando. Two life. Come on, man. It's rough. But he does more than make up for it in his jumping ability. He does have super high jump, as he should. You can jump like to the top of the screen. It's pretty pretty cool. It is awesome. Now, you don't find him till later in the game. Like, that's in Area E. Yeah, the, which, yeah. Just a bit of a bummer. Yeah, and he has, like, otherwise he's... Functionally the same as Storm Shadow, right? Swords and everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's just the jump that's different. Magic jump. And then finally you have the G.I. Joe himself. <laughs> Duke. Duke, yeah. And Duke is a guy. He starts true. with four bars of health. So relatively okay, sadly. <laughs> uh, normal jump. Mm-hmm. But he has one one claim to fame. Yes, a very useful claim. And that is his super duper machine gun. Yeah, he's can shoot up and down. Yeah, once you get to the fourth level. He's the only one, so. So that's one of those things you definitely want to and you, max I mean, out right away. Well, this will, I, I think that works for any, because I know I, I could was using the laser. You can shoot that down and stuff. With Duke? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I, I didn't realize that. But it's I, I, was, I thought it would be more useful than it was, because really with the laser, you just want to hold it down and blast through like a boss. Mm-hmm. But jumping over, it's like you can ping him once. It's like, yeah. So that is all the playable characters you're going to encounter in the game. Pretty decent crew. And each of them is a and each of them acts as a life. Yeah. So once they're dead, they're gone until um unless you can resurrect them with Big Bear. Big Bear them up. Um and at the beginning of each level you get a password, which is a little strange, but yeah. it's okay cuz you can always just restart there. Now the problem is the password is just a level select with your characters that you've unlocked. Right, it doesn't maintain your uh, power-ups and stuff? Well, it maintains what the amount of health you had. Okay. But not the amount of bullets you have. Ah, okay. So if you use a very late-in-the-game password, you may not have enough bullets to really Oof. make a lot of headway through some of the later levels. Yeah, I didn't really use the passwords because they might be the worst password I've ever seen. They are pretty rough. They are a bizarre grid. Well, it's eight grids. Yeah. Eight three-by-three three grids with an alphanumeric character in one position in the in the grid. So it's like... It's like playing tic-tac-toe with a full alphabet. Wh- why? <laughs> why isn't it just one grid with a bunch of... Le- you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, worse than, I, I think, even River City Ransom or some of these long ones where you just, like, we want to draw eight grids every time you beat a level and then... Yeah, before you had pictures on your phone... I don't even know how you would do this. I put one, I put, did put them in, uh, two of them, because I wanted to 
try it out yeah. with codes that Bill had sent me. Yeah. And it's not too bad to input them. Uh, they do do the nice thing of like making sure there's no O and a zero. Right, right. L and one both don't exist. Yeah. But like you said, writing this down would have been like uh, uh, just awful. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's like you know the Mega Man series passwords with the the grid and the dots. That's you know okay. That could be a little tricky if you mm-hmm. don't want to draw it. You could write down the coordinates, but there's no way here. Like this is ugh, shame on them. Come on, kid. Come on. Oh, this game does feature a time limit in the levels as well. Yeah, actually, and they can get a little hairy on some of them. A few of them, if you're dawdling around trying to level up your guys, that's usually when I, you know, I'd realize, oh no, I'm down to 30 seconds. I need to start jump kicking to the end. And there are a few levels that have an objective, mm-hmm. and, and you know that's a problem if you miss one of those objectives. Say, you know, finding hostages or yeah. planting bombs. If you have to go back to do one. Oof, yeah. you, you could really easily be up against that time limit wall. You'll notice. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that, you know, when you're first playing, it might come up just because there's a little bit of, you know, wandering around in, in the levels to find your way through. Very little. But that's mostly in the areas. But And speaking of areas, like, we, we also should mention that uh, this game has a map screen. Yeah, kind of like Bionic Commando. Yeah, very similar. Except now, instead of just going from... In a helicopter, say, from level to level, it's like there's routes and areas that, you you know, you have to take the route to unlock the path to the area. And each route usually has enemies but no boss. Yeah, you might get, there are a few mini bosses. And I think you mentioned earlier, usually they have like a radio at the end or some sort of reward. Yeah. And then you usually find your new characters after a boss fight in the areas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once you've beaten a route, then you can traverse it without having to fight any of the characters on it. Yeah, which, uh, so, you know, you're slowly, you can clear off this map. I You don't have to. No, you can go the short way all the way to the end. You just won't have all the characters and all the guns. Right, right. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is an interesting way of mixing the game up for sure. Now, G.I. Joe is a franchise that I know has a lot of artwork out there. It sure does. But you said this was uh, tied into the 92 release of the same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Capcom or Kid spend the money for any of that artwork in their manual? They sure didn't. Oh. <laughs> um, there are three full color. Okay, there's 29 pages in this. That's a decent amount of pages for an NES manual. Yeah, um, but there's three color screenshots in it. Okay. That's about all of the- There are... I guess for artwork, if you call them drawing the item icons, okay, that's all you get. Um, so, I mean, this, this is a slight departure kind of from the previous one. So it does a good job, I think, of explaining the leveling up systems and stuff. Uh-huh. But, and, you know, it like introduces you to all your, your six Joes. You get the files at the end. Mm-hmm. But the fi- while I do believe the files are true to the toy, they don't have their picture on them. It's just text. Weird. Come on, guys. You know. But really, I mean, that's it, man. It's it's a no-nonsense. You even get a little memo section at the end? Manual? No, no. Unbelievable. You do get FCC compliance warnings, though, so. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with G.I. Joe, the Atlantis Factor, and where were you at with the uh, figures at this time? When did you get out of G.I. Joe? Well, um, I really only played this game a little bit. I don't even think I rented it for the back in the day. I know I did not. 
I, I had played it since then and messed around with it and was intrigued by the the map and stuff. So I have I have never played this game until we, oh. we started this podcast. Okay, okay, yeah. I but I know I never beat it or anything, you yeah. know. But I can definitely say that yeah, this was after I had dropped out of the GI Joe franchise. This is some yeah. of the last things. This is the year of Ninja Force. Okay, which I vaguely remember. You I can I think I remember seeing it on the shelf. In fact, I had even. I was cross-referencing this versus the Ninja Turtles releases. And I was going to say, I think I know why you were out of G.I. Joe at this point. I, although I think this was, 92 was probably the last year because I was looking at the releases of, you know, yeah, with some of the last figures I remember having and stuff. Well, or, what, what Ninja Turtle figures were released across from there these? Was, uh, like, were, were we into the full new sets of costumes? Like, no. This is the last year before that, which is another reason I'm like, you know, aside from the pressure of being like, all right, I've moved on. I want all of my meager preteen spending power focused on video games. Same here. But the last, yeah, I, the, I, I got out before we had like the sports set or yeah. the Star Trek set. Like, well, yeah, it, it got, but this was the last year before that. So it's like, even if so I was there, still, yeah, if I was like, I still want toys and I'm not, I haven't sold my soul to Nintendo. Like the the quality of the figures dropped immensely. Where it's like they released a ton of figures that were all just outfits, right? So many, no new crazy characters like Muckman and Joe Eyeball, yeah, or Wingnut and Screwless. There were there were a few that I uh, I did recognize. I had forgotten about like this uh, Ground Chuck was a red bull, but it's like a cyborg bull. I I remember seeing him, but I get yeah. it. I was out at this point as well. It was it was, it was the very end of my uh, collecting toys at all. So comparing that to this, where I was like, what is this weird? These guys all look strange. And then that's when I saw some of these designs for some of these G.I. Joes where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, I remember seeing the new Snake Eyes and being like, that's not snake cool. Eyes. Or Storm Shadow. Like, I remember the, I had kind of confused this, especially with Storm Shadow, because I always loved Storm Shadow. But I remember when his first new figure with him as a G.I. Joe came out, and it was pretty cool. And this is, like, the next one after that. Gotcha. Does not look cool. He's on the uh, box art, which is very faithful to the game. It's all, you know, very well painted and stuff. But you can see his outfit, and he looks like some weird, like, barbarian or something. It's all furry outfit. It looks not cool. No. And for me, yeah, once Ninja Turtle figures came out, that was the end of any other action figure. I was not the the small amounts I would spend on action figures were all taken up by Ninja Turtles. Sure, yeah. Well, and I mean a lot of the characters like in this too, like Cobra Commander or Overkill and stuff. This was the point where they were the figures with those like vocal backpacks with the buttons mm, yeah. that were not removable. Oh, not yeah. I, have, I mean, you can you could unscrew them somehow, but uh, I, I did actually. This so I had the Marvel ones of those. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, famously, the Venom figure was pulled off shelves because oh, yeah. uh, when you one of its things it said it was "I want to eat your brains," <laughs> and uh, I guess parents were not cool with that. But it's healthy. Well, I, well, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think you get a disease from eating other people's brains. Well, yeah, but the Venom can handle it. Yeah, right? could. Maybe, but yeah. So there, there was a bunch of it was interesting too to see like where I was like, who's over or cesspool? That's actually from '91. Yeah, he was in the Eco Force. Oh, Eco Force! I, where, I remember these commercials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where GI Joe was suddenly like hyper color. It was very, you know, there's no more groundedness to any of the military stuff. No, everything was like orange and yellow and neon colors. Yeah, and you know, like Overkill had like one of those water backpacks mm. that were, you know, you could squeeze to shoot out of the gun. Eh, okay, I guess. I don't know. They had some of those like 
where it was like water damage, or I don't know, when they would get hit by water, it would change color. Oh, you yeah. know, like I guess based on temperature, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very strange, but yeah. So this was definitely past my uh, GI Joe Prime. Now, uh, if you do want to check out any of this stuff from this era, uh, this is probably a great place to give a shout out to the amazing uh, channel GI Joe Berg. Oh yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah, uh, we were lucky enough they retweeted us from our first uh, episode on GI Joe. That's right, Yo Joe Berg. Yeah, so we were actually pretty pumped about that because they do wonderful reviews of all the old sets and figures. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and one of my favorite things is they actually like take them out into the wild. Yeah, you and get test to see. out like the play features <laughs> and stuff that you don't get in a lot of clinical. Like I'm at my little table review. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they're definitely really cool as well as uh, yojo.com, which that's what I was looking at these figures on because you can separate them by year. And I think yojo is where they have a great uh, scans of all the different uh, file cards. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's truly a nostalgia resource. Check it out. I think it's been there since the beginning of the internet. Many years. Yeah. I've looked at it for a long time. Uh, (laughs) If I recall, I think that's where we took the scans from our old GI Joe clan. Yeah. For, what was that, Capture the Team Fortress? Yeah, it was for Team Fortress. Capture the flag. The old old Team Fortress. One, man. One, yeah. <laughs> many moons ago. Many, many moons. Now, Nick, what was your more recent experience with G.I. Joe, the Atlantis Factor, not the fate of Atlantis? <laughs> um, I, I beat this game. Um, As did I. I somewhat cheated. I didn't use passwords I just use save states because... Same here. You know, A, as much as I am trying to be a proponent of passwords, I'm like, these are offensive to me. And uh, I played this on my Nest Mini modded, so on nice. my big old TV. Sweet. So I only I didn't save as often as I would have maybe on my computer emulator. Right, right. And uh, you don't really need to, I think, for the most part, especially once you get things powered up to the right level. Yeah, it's not... And you understand the what's needed of you. There's a certain amount of time that you spend kind of exploring mm-hmm. where you're like, all right, how many power-ups are in these various levels? What what can I actually do with these, especially at the beginning, you know? So how many times did you end up playing this game, do you think? Oh, uh, probably, I don't know, seven, eight. I, I played it quite a, a bit, but not necessarily in long marathon right. sessions. Yeah, I would know? say four or five times for me. And then um, as a side note, uh, Bill came over and then just beat the game in one sitting <laughs> in front of me and, and made me feel, I was like, oh, I guess that's how you do it. Was it like a full, like, beat all the routes and everything? Yeah. Full power? Ugh. I mean, that's the actually, way to do well, it. Actually, uh, poor Bill, I, I, I had him use, uh, he, he screwed up on something early on, and I was like, oh, just use my save file that's near the spot. Yeah. I had forgotten that it was a save file that I did not finish the game with. Okay. Uh, oh, you only okay. get four on the NES Mini. Oh, gotcha. And the one he picked was one that I was just like, learning and so i had used all my ammo <laughs> so he actually like started the game with a handicap Oof. uh like two levels in it's an uphill battle man and he still beat it no problem yeah there was i mean and i should say too i played through the first like five or six levels quite a few times at first because yeah. you know i was rolling through just blasting through my ammo assuming i Same would here. get a lot more and then i didn't and and I chose some weird paths. Like the first time I was like, well, I'll just try this path. Yeah, same. Not understanding that you could backtrack and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I got to some roadblocks there. <laughs> All right, folks. It is now the general chat portion of our show. 
And uh, I'd like to say that this game has a lot of really cool level ideas. It's just sad that a lot of times they are very painfully executed. Yeah. This is a game that, like, on paper, I, I would have been like, yeah. Everything about it sounds really awesome. It just doesn't quite add up in that, like, they're unlike the first one, now now you're like, yeah, I get five weapons I can power up. And But you don't know, like, what one's two. Yeah. It's, like, and too much. So it takes you a while to figure that out. And even when you do and you want to, the worst part is, like, every time, A, since the power-ups are all bouncy and running away from you, <laughs> it's like every after every enemy, you have to be ready to, like, pause it, switch your guy, switch your weapon, collect it, just switch back, and then keep yeah. You know, it breaks a lot of the flow of the game, especially early when you're really trying to level everyone up. Yeah, just a few things, like, if the items just fell and didn't move. Yeah, that would make yeah. life a hundred times easier. Or if it was a four-player controller or four-button controller, and, and you could easily swap between characters or yeah. switch items. Yeah, that would make things a lot, a lot quicker, and, and just add a lot of uh, life comforts to it. But I did really like a lot about this game, and I feel like, in a way, the GI Joe license is the the least interesting part of it. Yeah, well, and it's barely there in a lot of ways, actually. Like, yeah, there are. Some enemies from the from the the cartoon or the figures, even less like the, the like aside from the bosses, it's just like what are you fighting vipers? I, yeah, I couldn't identify any. You know, at least the previous game, I was like, okay, I could find some of them. Like that's a toxic viper or a saw viper. Or there were some uh, vehicles you would fight. They were recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a few in the air, but again, it seemed like way less than, yeah. than before. You know, and I feel like if this game had just been, you know, combat team alpha. It, yeah. it could have been a, a kind of more interesting game in some ways. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, one thing I will say is that it act, this game has a pretty interestingly well-developed kind of like narrative as you go through. You're rescuing people. It's kind of bat crazy, but it is interesting. Well, it is. And in a way, that's even faithful to the cartoon towards the end where they were getting biz- weirder and weirder as because the seasons Because we didn't on. mention it. You, sometimes you go over it in the manual section. But the whole point of this oh, game is yeah. that... Um, they have found Atlantis, the, the Cobra. Well, yeah. What the this takes place like right after the first game, where after yeah. destroying Cobra Island, they're like, it turned out it was also Atlantis under there, and they bring it back, and that's how Cobra Commander comes back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how they're explaining, like, like Big Bear kind of talks about like the the power source, and it's got some sort of magical power source that's giving them power to take over the world again. Somehow, yeah, it, it is all over the place, but <laughs> well, the word power source is used very hilariously. It is kind of a catch all in this game, it's like the broadcast energy transmitter of yeah. this game. <laughs> and uh, much like it was pointed out, I think, in possibly Toy Galaxy's uh videos, the GI Joe is coming in at the very last minute to mop up, like they've already got the power, they've already taken over the area, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, very often, GI Joe fails. To stop them until the very last minute. Yeah, yeah. And this is another case of that. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is cool because there is an interesting progression through the levels. The levels all look really cool. Yeah, I think graphically this game's got a lot to offer. It's got really great animations. I love all the all the main characters yeah. have cool animations. Their punches and like when you're brawling, it looks really cool. Yeah, the, a lot of great sprite work. Um, you know, the backgrounds are a little little sparse. Like, I, I really like the backgrounds. I just think they, you know, there's a lot of color swapping going. Like, yeah. you're, you're going through aqueducts mm-hmm. quite a few times. You know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, gray aqueduct, red aqueduct. You know, which but is when, totally fine for a game of this age. When you see, like, glimpses of Atlantis and stuff, it looks really cool. Yeah, they have the, you know, it's a similar background philosophy that I like to the previous G.I. Joe where it's it's very simple. It's, you know, you'll have some, like, detail outlines, but it's, like, more like color forms and stuff. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and um, and for the most part, you know, it's cool that they have these levels that are mix them ups. They're not just get to the to the end. You'll have some that are you got to place bombs. You got to have some where you rescue hostages. Yeah, I really that that's a cool way to add. You know, it adds to kind of the flow of the first one where it was like you know you had your three level segments where it would be like the approach set the bombs and then get out right and there's a boss in there and in here it's like you know you're going you're clearing out this map and then when you get to the areas there's always you know sometimes it's hostages or bombs or you got to find an id or yeah something the only problem is i feel like while those ideas are cool they're not always executed so well like the bomb placing one and we'll get to that i think when we talk about the levels it's very easy to miss a bomb spot yeah, they don't stand out much. No. <laughs> it's a small X. So it's it's cool, but also sometimes very frustrating. Uh, which also brings me to the bosses. Uh, they do a thing in this game that it was extremely common for the era, and I don't really understand why, but in a world where you're a human, and you're <laughs> fighting normal humans all the time, yeah, the normal humans that are the bosses are, for some reason, giants. Yeah, and it's, it's quite strange, like... You know, you're fighting like cesspool. I don't know. Maybe they were enlarged by the power of Atlantis. Or I, I wish if they would have just throw that line in there, it would have made it a lot better. <laughs> but this is a trope that happens in so many games from the era. And I understand you want the boss to be bigger or more whatever. But then tell me why. Just don't yeah. give me a giant version of this character I already know. Yeah. That it's very is confusing. Just supposed to be a human. But the boss fights themselves are a very mixed bag. They border on impossible where you're just like i'd have no way of really doing anything but sitting here and shooting at the enemy (laughs) yeah to actually like cool like oh i can if i figure out the pattern and i'm skilled enough i can get around and fight this boss effectively there were were a few early on you know that i really was trying like like the first time i played i was like all right i beat the first level i got wetsuit i'm gonna take this northerly route the Mm. one that takes you up by to get roadblock and, you know, I got to that boss and I had not collected anything, you know? Yeah. So I, it was really, and I was really like, all right, I'm, I'm just no good. I got to beat that. I'm going to beat this guy. And right. I spent a lot of time learning all these patterns that can be done and, and it's kind of fun, but they just take so long to kill with your low level weapons. When really you just need to get back here with a laser gun. Yeah. Once, once I understood how the laser gun worked, I was like, okay, I know where all my ammo is going to be spent because it will yeah. it'll dis- like disintegrate these bosses within seconds, like it's crazy. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. Uh, and as you said, it is weird to see these characters with their 90s designs because they you do get, like, close-up pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they're... like, Duke is just – I can't tell if he's goofy or I, cool I, or I, what. I thought he looks like Captain Gridiron at first because he's yeah. got that weird helmet on his stuff. And, I was and like, goggles. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I won't bemoan them for that because, you know, like I said, these are actually pretty darn faithful to the ones that came out the same year. Like, that's actually pretty cool that they were able to tie it to a specific year toy launch. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we haven't talked about the music in the game yet. The music's pretty good. Yeah. Um, There are a few uh, tracks that I really like, but I think on on the whole, it's not quite as catchy as the first one. No, none of the songs really stuck with me, but I was never, like, annoyed by any of them. Right. Not at all. Same here. Yeah. Next week's game will continue to be G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor. But if you've already beaten that game and you want to move on, you can check out The Brawl Brothers for Super Nintendo. Yeah, coming soon. But next week we will finish up G.I. Joe and we will go through all of the levels and give you our review. And uh, like we said, there's some interesting levels, so we can't wait to talk about those with you guys and gals. 
Yeah, so let us know how you feel about the 1992 figures of the G.I. Joe. Did you really enjoy these figures, or had you moved on like we did? Either way, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll read it and love it. Uh, you can also get in touch with us at Facebook's at Cartridge Command or on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. And of course, uh, we must give a special thank you to the fine and wonderful folks that give to all of us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. Mm-hmm. Without you guys, this show wouldn't happen. And you know what? We do say thanks, but I think I'm going to start saying, hey, if you haven't given to us on Patreon, think about it. If you listen <laughs> to our show every week, give us a dollar. I mean, we don't make a ton of money on there and none of it actually goes into our pockets. We use it all <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So if a few more people gave to the podcast, we could, um, you know, possibly set up a website with a forum if you'd like another place to discuss these things. If you're not a Facebooker. Yeah. So, you know, please do uh, think about giving to us on Patreon at Cartridge Command. Or else. But again, thank you to all of those who already do. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game on.